You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. I'm excited to be here with you and excited to be able to help out in any way that I can to make your drone flying experience more seamless, easy and enjoyable. But Rob, I think we all know that when it comes to drones, it's going to test your patience. As your mother said, patience is a virtue. As Rob Mm -hmm. says, your patience equates to profit. So (laughs) what I like to say is patient people are happy people. Ah, this is very true as well. I think, I think well. that bears out. Think about it. Oh, I think it bears out in about, uh, there's probably like five to ten examples of that with you and I on a daily basis because <laughs> I am not very patient. Uh, Most people aren't. Uh, even in the grocery store yesterday, I'm waiting for this lady to like move her cart to like go down the aisle. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm taking so long. And I'm like, you know what? It's good. I need more uh, more examples and exercises and patience because mine sucks and she giggled. So You know what's funny is that we met and that is, yeah, it, all these little um, examples are great because it proves the point. But we met one of our neighbors at our new house and we are in a, I'll call it more established neighborhood. And there's frankly a lot of older people, wonderful people, very sweet, the ones that we've met so far. And one lady was, we were just talking about being new to the area, blah, 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 and how it's grown so much. She's been here for decades, as a lot of people have. And she was saying, yeah, I I don't mind people coming, love people. I just hate the traffic. And I'm just trying to get from point A to point B and not go too fast. And there's people like on my tail trying to rush me. And so my point is, when we think about patient people or happy people, like by me not being patient, I'm making her unhappy. Mm. And then I'm unhappy. And she's trying to just chill and live her life, right? And so when I am patient, I tell you, I just take a deep breath. It helps. I'm happier. But then I'm making her happier too by not rushing her. Anyways. Spreading joy and happiness. That's right. That's our goal. Well, that's not our goal. But if we can do it as a side uh, benefit, then we're trying to do that. Anyways, I don't know what you got on that. Oh, just because uh, I think when you need to learn drone mapping uh, in regards to today's question, Mm. I think patience is extremely key because Mm -hmm. you can spend years trying to dip your toes into this water back and forth. But because of the numerous multivariate Mm. uh, nuances and variables, frankly, it's going to elongate said learning curve. And you might lose some clients along the way because of not understanding some basic fundamental systems Mm -hmm. that goes into drone mapping. I think today's question is actually very, very good. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was, you know, some questions related to this in the community that I want to touch on as well. Yeah. But when it comes to drone mapping and having something so technical, you know, it's out on the Internet, like it's super easy, press some buttons and make this ortho, blah, blah, blah. But it's only when you get to the delivery to a client, a client who has geospatial intelligence um, experience and they throw your deliverables into Global Mapper, Esri, ArcGIS, QGIS to learn that your data is actually off in numerous directions and in numerous feet. And it's only then that you realize, crap, 
-hmm. I should have really understood the main differences of uh, photogrammetry and georeferencing, non-georeferencing, because uh, absolute accuracy and relative accuracy will uh, determine the outcome of interpretability of your data. And if you don't understand the main systems, you can really shoot yourself in the foot. Take it from me. I've done it myself. <laughs> yeah, even when you just say the word, it can be off. The definition of off means different things. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's various types of being off, right? Mm -hmm. So, no, I, I hear you. And it's interesting thinking back to the patients thing really, really quick. We generally think of patients in terms of being patient with other people. But in this case, I think we're really talking about being patient with yourself. Bingo. Giving yourself the time to learn. And I get the sense that Jamie has that personality, which I love. Um, my only thing with Jamie is don't aim, 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 aim too much. Be sure you eventually fire before too long. Analysis paralysis. Yep. I, could, I couldn't agree more. Uh, but I appreciate the planning um, perspective that he takes. Well, yeah. And I think we live in a world, too, of like instant gratification and need it now. And this yeah, is yeah. definitely one of those things that it takes time to develop a good system to to do drone mapping in any sense, whether it's construction or, you know, all the way to the hyper precise stuff that's going on. Um, frankly speaking, there is a lot that uh, can can go wrong. So. so I have a question for you in Alex. It's uh, in this realm. What I know some people are saying is that Paul slash drone you, whatever, however it wants to be framed, is making it too hard. That it is actually not that hard to be a mapper, but they're making it harder so that they can teach it. What would you say to that? Um, uh, first of all, uh, surprised. Um, very surprised that someone would think that our goal would be to be nefarious and make it harder. Um, I, in my eyes, the reason I've taught it the way that I have is because I want to give everyone the best information possible because this is like drone mapping is like a, a cart model, like what we call it in uh, analytics, a classification and regression tree. Think of, you know, if this deliverable and this interpretation, then that workflow. If this, then that. If this, then that. Um, essentially, think of like uh, just a tree of, of options and outcomes. And because there's so many of them, I'm trying to be as comprehensive and clear as possible to say, look, I've seen other people in this industry roast their business mm -hmm. because they were um, uh, bullheaded and thought they knew it all and then worked with someone who knew a lot more than them. They just didn't know the drone tool usage and they ruined a potential relationship and contract. Mm -hmm. And so I teach the way that I do because I don't want that to happen to people. Mm -hmm. I want them to say, I want them to know the systems. I want them to know you know, that acquisition affects the processing, the way that you do the processing affects the outcome and the accuracy. And they're like two very different types of accuracy. And that's going to affect how you do measurements, whether they're linear measurements, volumetric measurements, whether those measurements need to be paired with other uh, geospatial data. Um, you know, take the construction that's going on right here with those new townhouses. You know, if we are asked to, and by the way, that site has just roads, there's no building yet. But if we were asked to map that area 
and create an ortho of the road, just the roads, to make sure that the roads match the as-built or the plan for that area and also match the elevations for drainage. Well, if you're creating a, a non-geo-referenced orthomosaic, you may, you know, outline the roads and show just the roads and measure said roads. But as soon as someone takes those data deliverables and throws it in ArcGIS and they say, wait a minute, your map is 10 feet off to the south and five feet off to the west. Um, so all these measurements that you gave us to see if the roads actually align with where they're supposed to be is null and void because your map is intrinsically full of error. So all these lines to showcase where the roads are, they're not in the right place anyway. So how can we truly determine if the construction and the general contractor did their jobs right in the first place? Utilizing your data, we really can't. And this goes to show the example of georeferencing and why you need to georeference your maps. So even if it's something as simple as showcasing where the roads have been built versus where they were planned to have been built, you can actually do an apples to apples comparison and not have any error in your data. And I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong in the georeferencing. And so I would say that um, I'm not sad to hear that someone would say I'm trying to make it difficult. I actually understand the anger and the frustration because at first glance, learning drone mapping is quite difficult. And to be able to package all that information in what you need into a seamless execution is extremely difficult. And, you know, Rob, our mapping class has taken multiple evolutions from working with PICS to now, you know, really going way beyond what PICS teaches and really giving people a lot more exercises, going down the rabbit hole on other processing uh, platforms. But, you know, we always end up back at PICS4D because you have have the ultimate control. And having that ultimate control can be a blessing and a curse. Because if you know how to use it, you can always get exactly what you want. If you have data that you threw up in a cloud program and it didn't process correctly, and you thought you're just screwed, at least you have the knowledge, insights, and ability to take that data, use something desktop processing based like Pix4D Mapper, correct those issues, and still acquire a deliverable and not lose the job. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to give our students the entire toolkit right? Um, I'm not trying to give them th just the uh, DeWalt circular saw. I'm trying to give them the five tool kit of the circular saw, the reciprocating saw, the drill, the jigsaw, uh, and maybe a, like a nailer or a, a nail gun. You know, I want them to have everything that they need to be able to be successful in the field. Because of that, there's a lot of information. And because of that, a lot of our students have asked for a more basic like intro to mapping class, which you know that we've agreed uh, to do. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully that helps uh, people out. And I think we'll just get right into the question here in a second, because one of the other big um, strategies that I think is flawed is trying to do mapping for free using um, ODM, using some of these web-based platforms. Um, you know, everyone wants a fast, easy track. Uh, they want to cut corners to be able to drone map. And that is the exact strategy that is going to, one, cost you more time, two, in the future, uh, inhibit you from delivering a complex deliverable that's going to be the stuff that really makes you the good money. And I think you set yourself up to fail. 
instead of, you know, trying to dilly dally around with doing these things and not spending money, drone mapping is one of those things you really can't dip your toes into. You've got to go all in. Um, and, you know, learning by trial and fire, um, or trial and error, excuse me, could take you fire. yeah could take you years because again there's just so many nuances and variables variables on processing variables on the mm -hmm. camera variables on the drone on the flight pattern it just goes on and on and on we'll play the question but i think it's in everyone's best interest who wants to get in this um to do it the right way because you've got to have the right systems knowledge to be able to produce deliverables it's kind of like um, you need to know the right methodology of changing your tire and, um, you know, about how to put your bolts back on and back off so that your wheel doesn't fall off. Because if you just, you know, kind of half-ass it, well, 100 miles down the road, that wheel may literally fall off because you didn't follow the manufacturer's guidelines on how to put those bolts on and back in order, but also what torque load to put those bolts back on, you know, and... All that to be said, I will say this, Rob. When we first got into drone mapping, I seriously questioned my own ability to be able to master this and to be able to do it really, really well. It was overwhelming. It was, uh, it caused some self-doubt. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until, uh, you know, I really worked with Angit Singh um, from Pix4D uh, that he helped me really understand these things and help motivate and inspire me. And now thousands of projects later, uh, you know, we have created a phenomenal training program. And I look back and I think about how much self-doubt I had. And I think about how much I questioned my own ability. And now I'm like, and see, Paul, now it's easy. You got it. Mm -hmm. It's just about chunking it out, going all in and, you know, um, and believing in yourself, which is sometimes hard, but other times you just got to get started and go for it. So yep. for DroneU members out there, you have access to our mapping course. Don't forget DroneU is also the um, uh, proud, well, we developed Props uh, Academy on our own, but Props is the professional reliable operators practicing safety. Think of it like a organized and um, systemic flow and navigation of content. In our Props Mapper program, we have an updated mapping class in there. So if you're working with a team, a drone program, you really want to get into mapping for various reasons, that Props program is going to make managing lots of pilots super easy, convenient, but also give the pilots exactly what they need in order to master drone mapping. Um, so that said, I uh, I understand where this guy, this the guy that you mentioned said. I'm not that meant, there's not a guy per se. I'm just thinking there's a, there's a potential perception that is like I don't want you to it's, well, it's sort of a hypothetical to get you to I guess do what you just did well but I mean I, I think we've heard that in surveys we, too. well so. we kind of have and so and it's just a yeah I'm, I'm glad you went through that I think that's helpful I just three brief things um one is you've mentioned in that diatribe talk <laughs> speech whatever um break down the difficulty of mapping 
multiple times. And I want to stress that's why we're here is to shorten your learning curve, right? So when Paul says it can take years, while that's true and to ultimately get to where you want to be, that's very possible. Our goal at DroneU is to take it from years to much, much shorter. I'm not going to give a time frame on that shorter because it depends on you. Mm -hmm. But number two, I like the analogy that you used of the tree when you started off, to use your word, the diatribe. And that is because on a tree, there's low hanging fruit. And so within mapping, yes, there are some things that are a lot easier, mm -hmm. right? That you don't have to be as complex or as deep in your knowledge to do. I mean, that is a possible scenario. Think of uh, construction, yeah. orthomosaics used for progression reports, no georeferencing. Yeah. Correct. So the ultimate question is how complex do you want to be in your deliverables? What kind of clients do you want to serve? Et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. And the third point is when it comes to the free stuff, I could see people using some of those just to get a feel. I would even call it dipping their toe. I would call it like opening the window to see if it's something they're even interested in. That's like that's like trying coffee for the first time and getting a cup of coffee from McDonald's instead of All like... All right, I don't want to have the argument. You guys can decide for yourself... I'm just trying to be funny. Which one, which, which uh, philosophy you follow. Um, so well, anyways. I, I only say that because I feel like I was just like that person who you know, claim that I'm making it hard to learn whether this person exists in real life or not <laughs> is, is irrelevant because it at, is irrelevant. at the end of the day, I understand the frustration. I, I empathize with the person. I get it. And, um, I will just say, I understand it can seem frustrating. I understand it can seem tedious, but it's possible. It is absolutely possible. And I just think back about before I was a business owner with you and I even questioned whether I could really do it. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to listen to pro a podcast, chunk it out, do, and just be willing to constantly learn because I'll just grow my portfolio over time. There's no sprint in being a business owner. It takes experience, hard lessons, failures, and um, growth over time and willingness to learn to really master it. And uh, I think mapping is the same. So, and I, I appreciate your clarification. Our goal is to shorten that process of learning significantly. So, but I also have an innate sense of trying to protect my students. And maybe that's the problem. So. I don't think that's a problem. But uh, let's inherently. get in. Yeah, let's get into today's question, which, by the way, if you really want to dig deep into mapping, um, I really recommend that you come to our mapping class and even join us for the extended mapping class, because it's going to give you a week of flying and processing. You'll have that dedicated focus time. You'll have that time to answer questions, learn from your peers, make memories, but also do the mapping. Our mapping class is one of the few where you get hands-on, one-on-one time with our instructors to actually complete a variety of acquisition and well, drone mapping missions as a whole, where you get to learn the deviations between high oblique, low oblique, nadir acquisition, and how this is going to affect your deliverables. You get to learn as what we call experiential learning or learning by doing. This way you walk away having retained the material and having significantly reduced the amount of time that it takes to learn this. And this repetition of doing almost 10 exercises is gonna put you in a phenomenal position to go home, keep practicing and absolutely crush drone mapping. Check it out, thedroneu.com and it's under our events section. 
Hi, Rob and Paul. This is Jamie Diana. I'm fairly new to the industry. Um, I just started a drone business. I'm still in the planning stages. I have the equipment and I've um, done the trials, plenty of test maps. Um, I've done the trials for um, Pix4D Cloud, Pix4D Mapper, Drone Deploy. I've used them as extensively as you can in a month. Uh, my concern is on the deliverables. Like Paul said, it's great. The uh, mapper is great because it's nuts and bolts and it's like, it's almost, it's next level software um, as far as advanced user and what you can do with it. But I'm concerned about the deliverables. My impression is the cloud-based software, easy dummy proof deliverables, but um, the mapper, you need to be a survey and have special software to open it. So that's my concern with mapper. And I was wondering if you guys could address that. Thanks. Thank you, Jamie. Um, love to hear all the work that you're putting in to make sure you understand what you're getting into, which is fantastic. There's a really interesting dichotomy here in terms of the cloud-based, good, easy-to-use deliverables, something like Pix4D Mapper where you have more control, deliverables are, dif are more difficult, but are you really giving a good deliverable if you don't really understand the insides to begin with? Right. So I know that's kind of where you live in your mind and understandably so. But I'm curious to hear what you tell Jamie. I know that this has been an issue for in fact, we added we've um, added some stuff into our mapping boot camp relative to deliverables because it is such a challenge when you're using Pix4D Mapper. Well, and it also depends on your audience or who mm -hmm. you are delivering to, right. because I would classify deliverables under two categories, one delivering straight to the client and then two delivering examples of your work to be used for marketing or public consumption, meaning that you can provide a point cloud or ortho mosaic to a civil engineer, and he knows exactly how to utilize that deliverable and throw it in whatever program that he's working to get exactly what he wants. So you can send him certain file types that mm -hmm. allow him to do that. A hundred percent. And I think, too, that the, the proof in the pudding is if you look at ESRI or Esri, uh, which is a staple in anything geospatial, Esri came out with their own drone mapper, right? What engine does it use? That's right, Pix4D. It's because of the accuracy of the point cloud construction. It's, it's simply the best. Um, now, that said, if you want to take that same deliverable and be able to show it off to new potential clients in a consumable, easy and convenient manner, well, now you're talking about a totally different type of deliverable. And Rob, you're right. Pix4D Mapper has sucked at reporting, right, of getting your deliverables in an easy, convenient format in a way that makes showcasing what you've done easy and convenient. Mm -hmm. And I think we've seen the splinter of Pix4D going into React, Inspect, Survey, etc. Yeah, they have additional features, but one of the biggest things in all of them is how easy and simple it is to report, you know? So if we break down uh, the audience of who you are delivering to as client and then public consumption, I think that makes all of this uh, a lot easier to understand. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to want to promote your business and get new clients, ultimately you're delivering to both your client and also public consumption. So that said, he mentioned, uh, and we might have to play the question again, but he mentioned that he uh, is is saying that there is difficulty in getting deliverables out of a desktop processor and finds it easier to, um, you know what, just play the second half of the question one more time for me. Sure. Just really quick. 
Dapper is great because it's nuts and bolts and it's like it's almost it's next level software um, as far as advanced user and what you can do with it. But I'm concerned about the deliverables. My impression is the cloud-based software, easy dummy-proof deliverables, but um, the Mapper, you need to be a survey and have special software to open it. So that's my concern with Mapper, and I was wondering if you guys could address that. Thanks. Okay, so getting back into this, I would say number one where he says um, dummy proof deliverables from cloud, that's the exact philosophy or ideology that screws people over Mm. because you don't understand or it's misunderstood what is going into the processing. Anyone who has geospatial experience can run a test. Mm -hmm. Throw a single grid mission in Mapper, throw it in uh, drone deploy, throw it in uh, any other, you know, cloud-based processor, uh, maps made easy, okay? Let's say that this is a um, geo-referenced map, right? You take the deliverables from all three and say throw it into ArcGIS, and you will see that there are actual differences in where that map lands in the real world. And the idea that you can go and just have dummy-proof cloud deliverables is a facade um, because you will only learn it the hard way when you present a deliverable built from the cloud that someone who has real experience using these softwares says, wait a minute, um, your map is off. And then all the measurements are off. And then everything is off. Um, It's really until you have that hard lesson that you realize that desktop processing and going through the actual formula of georeferencing maps and models is going to give you the bulletproof deliverable every single time. But just to clarify, we're talking specifically or you're describing specifically the need for georeferencing. If we're talking about just a 3D model, the discussion changes I think it's fair to assume that the discussion changes. Um, you know, we had gone back and forth with Drone Deploy because they now have four engines that create their 3D models, but there is no way to actually merge. Like, let's say you do fly in orbit. Let's say you fly a free flight where you're flying super close. And let's say you fly a double grid uh, autonomous mission. There's no way to merge all that data together to get a really nice lifelike looking model. It don't it like we tried I think 10 or 12 different exercises until we figured out holy crap, look there's actually two separate point clouds. Because when you go into the 3D mesh visualization, you only see one. And that's because they've literally chopped the bottom half of the map completely off so you can't see it. Hmm. So you're not getting really good data. That said, when it comes to 3D modeling, you know that on the big convention center project, there was not a single cloud processor that could even handle the amount of data nor make it work. It was only the the ability to do it through Pix40 Mapper that we could do it. Is that still the case? Because that was probably three years ago. I do not think that that is still the case. I think that Bentley would do a nicer job. It's it's very expensive, but they have also splintered like Pix40. So I think it is possible to do that with Bentley. Mm -hmm. I also know with Capture Reality that you can make the most beautiful uh, 3D models, but the user interface is also clunky and there are stitching errors all the time. I found it easier to actually make the point cloud in Pix and then port over to uh, Reality Capture or Capture Reality Mm -hmm. um, and create your mesh there. Mm -hmm. So um, the answer to the question is no. Now, that said... 
there are a lot of limitations with cloud-based softwares that may not give you full functionality no matter the deliverable. You know, you might not be able to disable certain images. Um, you might not be able to, oh, here's a perfect example that's specific. Uh, drone deploy PIX40. PIX40 calls it a processing area. Drone deploy calls it a mapping area, okay? A processing area, what it's going to do is it's only going to recreate the environment within that box. If you have photos outside of that area, but it's looking into the area, Pix4D will still use that data to reconstruct the 3D model. Okay, Drone Deploy, if you create the mapping area and there are photos well beyond the area you want to map. You mean they're in both. They're in the area you want to map and they're outside the area you want to map. Correct, but okay. the photos are still looking inside of the area you want to map. Right. right? Like think of orbits, right? Okay. Well, Drone Deploy just negates the photos. Wow. And it, it, it doesn't even get used. Hmm. So that's another, that's a specific feature example that I can give right now. Now, is reporting easier and more convenient in drone deploy? Hands down, no questions asked. Whenever we teach volumes, I actually instruct people, I think it's in your best benefit to use drone deploy. It's just easier. And also Pix4D in version 474 has so many new errors. Um, I've literally had to take projects back in older versions to be able to do what I want to do. For example... <laughs> so we have an old version machine somewhere? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you could just downgrade, but yeah. yeah I'm just um, but like, for example, if you want to clean up a point cloud and reproduce a 3D mesh, Pix4D on the new version gets hung up and won't do it. So I had to take it down to 464 to do exactly that. Or if you forget to input a processing, er uh, processing area and then you want to create a new 3D model from just that area, Pix4D gets hung up now. I'm hoping they fix that um, or just use 465 or 464. Um, but long and the short of it is, I think it's a misconception that cloud gives dummy proof deliverables. Are they more convenient and easier to share? Yes, but that also depends on which cloud service. Some cloud services charge for every user viewing a deliverable. Some don't, right? Mm. Like Optelos does not charge you to share your data with clients, right? Right. So, but Drone Deploy does. So it and it Drone Deploy does it on some deliverables, but not all. Like the the three sixty. Uh, deliverable feature. That's probably one of the coolest deliverables I've ever seen from Drone Deploy. It's like Matterport in the sky. It's awesome. And you're not having to spend a bunch of money to share it with everyone. So hmm. that's that really cool. cool. You see how this is a cart model. You see how literally it dependent is. on the deliverable. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. But, but I think that's really important to stress. And do we have anything that kind of outlines the deliverable? And that'd actually be kind of a cool resource resource yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> one more thing for you. Uh, right on it rob <laughs> right on it uh, so somewhere down the line but anyways um the other thing i want to make sure that we address as specifically as possible is the very end of his question where he says it seems as though deliverables through pix4d mapper require special software so for the receiver for somebody to actually use it view it make use of it um how do you get around that? What do you do with that? And I know you've already said that if you're dealing, it depends on who you're dealing with. If it's a surveyor, they're going to have the software. Fine. That's easy. But what about somebody that's not that person? Well, and I think that that's a very, very uh, powerful point, because I will say if you're working with anyone in a technical field, chances are they already have the software, the AutoCAD, uh, the Esri, the ArcGIS, the QGIS, the Global Mapper. 
um, you know, they already have the software. And so when you deliver the actual file, they know exactly what to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, but what happens when you don't? Well, this can be a potential issue for some people. I would argue you do not need to be in a specialized field to, to be able to use the deliverables. It's really all about how you showcase said deliverables. Now, at DroneU, we've gone out of our way to provide alternatives to showcasing those deliverables. For example, the parent company of Open Drone Map has a plugin that you can add to your WordPress site where you can showcase your point clouds without having to have a separate software to be able to interpret it. And I show that in class. It's called Potree, P-O-T-R-E-E. -E. And in fact, we have one of our models uh, on our website. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the Ortho Mosaic, uh, the Ortho Mosaic can actually be um, put if you have Photoshop, if you have preview, the, the ortho mosaic can be put onto a PDF. So it's very easy and convenient to view. You can also share it as a TIFF. And a lot of people are that I've seen as far as my clients are too impatient because it's such a large file. They don't let it sit there for a minute and populate and work. I've seen so many of our students have that issue. Oh, I shared my geo TIFF with my client. They said they couldn't read it. Did they open it up in uh, Photo Viewer on Windows or Preview on Mac and wait a minute? Because it's a massive file. Mm -hmm. Some of these files are terabytes. Some of these files wow. are, I mean, they're enormous files. And it takes our computers, everyone thinks they have a powerful computer running, you know, like a you know, 3060 Ti and, and the, as a GPU, it's like, yeah, I'm not that powerful. So we have to be patient. Um, to answer his question, do you have to be a specialized person or have additional software that's paid? I'm guessing that's the assumption, paid software, to be able to showcase these deliverables. The answer, as in most answers, is it depends. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to visualize your 3D models online in a way that's going to get you more clients, you're probably going to have to pay for it. Is there a way to do it for free? Yes. Uh, it's just not going to look nearly as good. Do you have to be a specialist? The answer is no. But you do need to know how to take your files and put them in an easy, convenient format to deliver to your clients. So um, I think the answer is... Uh, you know, no, you don't have to be specialized per se, but you do need to know um, some additional assets or software. Not all of it is paid software to be able to deliver. Again, the reason I'm struggling and going back and forth on this is because it really depends on yeah. which deliverable you're talking so about. So the answer, come to a mapping class. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, That's... what if I want to showcase a DTM to a client? It's like, well... Pull up your DTM, take a screenshot, put it in a PDF, and then when they want the actual file, give it to them in whatever file you output it as, XYZ or whatever. Because if they're, if someone is hiring you to build that stuff, nine out of 10 times they have the software to view it. And if they don't, you might want to ask yourself, am I working with a decision maker or a middleman? Because I've run into the problem before where I'm working with a middleman and they can't view what I'm doing. And that should have been a red flag for me. And I'm not saying that's every case, but I, I, ha I have experienced problems because of that. Yeah. At least address it up front. Yeah. A hundred percent. So this is a long winded one, Rob, but I think it goes to show that I think having that document and even a slide in the class to have that cart model mm. would be really powerful. Maybe even an article. So a hundred percent. Yeah. The, the industry could use this. 
It could. And it also mm. goes to show how mapping is multivariate. Mm. Mapping is not easy. Mapping, you may think, is easy and convenient because you saw some YouTube video with a million views about flying drone deploying, creating an ortho. Yeah, that's the easiest, simple, low-hanging fruit. But if you want to interpret said ortho mosaic in any way, technically speaking, you might not get what you expected. Yeah, And that could cause significant failures in your business. And that's what I want to keep people away from. So, Awesome. Awesome. Jamie, I hope that that answered your question. I think that um, as much as we effort to do so, a lot of these end up bringing along more questions, but um, follow-up questions are encouraged. So feel free to do that. Feel free to come to a mapping class. We'd love to see you in Colorado. And uh, otherwise, I hope it was helpful. Yeah. And uh, if you have further questions, please let us know. You know, I really take a lot of pride in the curriculum that we have developed. And I really want to do the best job possible for everyone. I think that that's why DroneU has done so well with minimal marketing and sales is because it's a quality product. So um, and the delivery methodology is much higher quality than what I know you'll get elsewhere. I mean, even watching a course that we saw recently, I was flabbergasted. I'm like, this is what they're selling. Um, So, and I will also say, when it comes to learning things, there's two very important factors to consider when you are thinking about learning something new. One, is the instructor technically savvy and have experience on said uh, verticals of information? And then number two, are they trained in content delivery? Because there's an entire science in just educating people and making information entertaining, not boring, um, providing analogies and helping people understand why certain facets of information are important so they remember it. So I've worked really hard to try to do that. And I hope that any of you who are considering learning this, give us a shot because I think you'll be happy. Agreed. That said, thanks again for joining us. Appreciate the question. I love the honesty. Um, I also love it when people are honest, but they're not mean. So if you would like to be honest and ask a hard question, bring it on. So I think uh, I like hard questions because the feedback loop is by far one of the most important facets of business. And if you're not listening, then you're dying. So that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.